Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the Learning to Lead podcast. My name is Paul Doherty. It's an honor to be your host. And we've had some amazing guests on this show. We've had some great interviews. If you haven't gone back and watched some of them or listened to them, please do that. Um, And also, I just want to say to everyone who has subscribed and listens and follows us, Thank you for being part of this journey. Uh, Many of you have reached out to me and said, man, I love what you're doing with the Learning to Lead podcast. I love how you're interviewing leaders and you're also sharing from your own personal journey. Um, And so I've had some topics that have been sent to me, questions. Would you talk about this? Would you talk about what you learned um, when your father passed, when you took over the ministry at a young age? Um, But one of the most recent questions was, um, what's your schedule like? What's your calendar like? What? How do you pace your life um, leading your family, leading the ministry? Um, how do you not burn out? And recently I saw on CNN, just in the last week, um, here in, in the month of May um, in 2019, whenever you're watching this, um, there was an article from CNN about how burnout is not just happening um, in like the baby boomer generation. It's not just happening to our parents and our grandparents, it's actually happening to 20-somethings, 30-somethings. People at a young age are burning out, like not just in ministry, um, but in business and work, um, quitting quitting their job because they're exhausted, they're burned out, um, whether they're a graphic designer, whether they're an editor, um, whether they're a business person, work at a bank, um, a blogger, people are just getting exhausted because they don't know how to set boundaries for when they work and when they rest um, and how to turn off the internal, you know, constant, I've got to get done with stuff, the multitasking brain. So I want to talk to you today about balance and pace and rest. And um, I'm still not sure what we're going to title this podcast, but I will say this. One of the biggest questions I'm going to ask during this episode is who or what is setting your pace? Who or what is chasing you? Um Who's causing you to run at the pace that you're running at? Like, maybe it's something your dad said a long time ago. Maybe it's something your mom said. Maybe it's something they didn't say that you wish they would have said that's causing you to run at this pace, and you're like, I've got to prove who I am to my dad. Um, And your dad may already be in heaven, like may have already passed, uh, may not even be around, and you're trying to prove to someone who or what is chasing you, who or what is setting the pace of your life. It may not be a person. It may be um, just the desire for more money. Like the what is money? It's greed. It's I'll never have enough. I mean, it may not be greed to you. You might go, Paul, that's a little harsh. I'm not a greedy person. But maybe it's a poverty mindset. Maybe it's thinking I'll never have enough money, so I can't go on vacation until I make a certain amount. I can't take a rest. I can't take a day off. Um, because I've got to work. i got to make money. Um, and so money is driving you. It's causing you to never turn off the work brain. Uh, maybe the what for you is fame, um, like just the desire to be noticed, the desire to, uh, to get more followers, get more likes, more subscribers, more people interested in what you're doing or what you're saying or who you are. And, and listen, like the desire for influence is not a bad desire, but when it comes in front of, you know, knowing who you are in God, and having a firm foundation of your identity being separate from how many people follow you and what they say about you and how many people like your post or subscribe to your channel or whatever, like that can be driving your pace to an unhealthy you know, spot where you're never able to fully rest and fully embrace that I'm enough, like I'm good enough um, today, not when I make a certain amount of money, not when I have a certain amount of followers, 
Not when my dad finally says, you're doing a good job. Not when those people who said I never could finally say, wow, he's doing it. But today, how do I get to a point where I'm, I'm the one that's setting my pace? I'm the one that's setting my tempo. Um, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, there's this story where Jesus is talking to these two women, Mary and Martha, their sisters. And Martha is working, working, working. She's busy, 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 busy. And Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, just enjoying Jesus. You know, when's the last time you just enjoyed Jesus? Um, like you just enjoyed a quiet time with God. You, you didn't have to have music playing. You didn't have to be at a church service. Um, you didn't have to have, you know, a big sermon to, you know, cause you to lean in and engage with God. When's the last time you personally just sat and enjoyed quiet time with Jesus? That's what Mary was doing. And um, Martha was frustrated. She was like, what is my sister doing? I'm working hard, you know, and I'm giving it all I got, and I'm over here, and I'm busy, and I'm busy doing this and busy doing that. And Jesus says, Martha, 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 uh, you are distracted and worried by so many things, and only one thing matters. And Mary has found that one thing. What a powerful word that Jesus said. Martha, 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 you are distracted, distracted. Could it be that the reason we work so hard and we don't know how to rest and we don't have boundaries for our life, we don't have balance, we're constantly multitasking, and we're sitting in a movie and we can't even watch, we can't even enjoy Aladdin. We can't even enjoy the Avengers because we're on our phone and we're getting stuff done and we're answering you know, everybody. Like when's the last time you sat somewhere turned your phone off for two hours and just enjoyed where you were at, the people you were with, the party you were at, the church service you were sitting in. You know, as a pastor, it's so funny because I have to like turn off in my mind um, that maybe people are on their phones taking notes because immediately when I see people on their phones in, in church, I'm like, they're multitasking. They're not listening to this. Um, and so maybe that's you out there. But I think about how Martha was with Jesus, but she wasn't with Jesus. She was in the room next to Jesus, but she was distracted from Jesus. It's possible to be in a church service and be distracted from Jesus. It's possible to have your Bible open, um, but you're distracted because your phone's buzzing. Um, it's possible to be at your job. It's possible to be on a date with your spouse, with the girl you love, with the guy you love, um, but distracted because you're concerned about your fame. You're concerned about your money. You're concerned about your followers. You're concerned about your image. You're concerned about what people might say or what they didn't say. And, and it's just, it's distracting us from being able to have balance in our life. So this is a, an episode about how do we get there? How do we get to a place of balance, rest, enjoying our life, not living um, with this, you know, constant busy busyness in our mind, constant multitasking. How do we get there? I think the way to get there is to first investigate what are the things that are distracting you? You know, because if we're going to if we're going to get to a place of rest and peace and healthy balance and not, you know, constantly missing the moments in front of us, we got to ask ourselves, what is it that's distracting me? Um, in the Old Testament, when the Israelites were um, under the uh, captivity of Egypt, Pharaoh was the leader of Egypt, and so they had to answer to Pharaoh. Everywhere they went, they had to do what Pharaoh told them to do. Pharaoh was their boss. Um, and so they didn't have, they didn't get to choose their calendar. They didn't get to choose their schedule. They didn't get to choose their time. Uh, they had to answer to Pharaoh all the time. And so here's what happened. 
They got delivered out of Egypt. Moses delivers them out of Egypt. God delivers them out of Egypt through Moses, brings them to the promised land. But many of you um, that have grown up in the church, you've probably heard this. They got out of Egypt, but Egypt didn't get out of them. Like they got out of the place they needed to get out of, but the place that they got out of was still on the inside of them, the mindset, the lifestyle, the behavior, the feelings of, um, you know, we actually enjoyed our captivity more than we enjoy freedom. We actually enjoyed being enslaved by Pharaoh than being, you know, out here in the wilderness trying to figure out how to make it in the, in the real world. And isn't that the truth for so many of us that we get out of a season, but the season that we got out of doesn't get out of us. And so we carry it into the next season. We've got to learn to be free of that. One of the distractions that they had was they were always answering to Pharaoh. And I would say that's the distraction many people have today is we're still answering to Pharaoh. Um, so we're at our job and we're not, we're not even able to fully focus because we're answering to Pharaoh. We're, there's someone, something in the back of our mind that's telling us what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it, who we're supposed to be. Um, and Pharaoh is oftentimes, it's our phone. It's this right here. It's, this is Pharaoh, right? So I, I can't enjoy where I am because Pharaoh is constantly telling me who I need to be, what I need to do, what I need to wear, um, what kind of things I'm supposed to post, when I'm supposed to post it, how I'm supposed to live my life. Pharaoh is driving me instead of me living in freedom, and that's my distraction is my phone. It's, it's your phone. It's that thing that constantly tells you you're not enough, and so you got to do more, get more, um, find more in order to be enough. So the second thing is a misunderstanding of God. Many of us live at an unhealthy pace in our life because we think God is pleased when we're working harder, that God gets the most glory when we're working seven days a week, 13 hours a day. So we wake up, you know, at like 5 a.m., we, we, you know, get to the gym, we do our thing, then we go to work, we stay at work till 6 p.m., we go home, um, and we work on our phone from home, and we work more until about 10 p.m. at night, and then we go to sleep and do the same thing. And, and we don't have a Sabbath because we misunderstand who God is. We think God um, is somehow like impressed with our seven days a week of work. Did you know God didn't even work seven days a week? God created six days and on the seventh day he rested and he instituted a day of rest for all of the Israelites. He said, you've got to take a Sabbath. You've got to have a day off. You've got to have a day of rest. In fact, Throughout the Jewish year, they have multiple holidays where they just don't do anything but celebrate what God has done. They have parties, they have festivals, um, they take off work. And how many Americans have all these vacation hours, vacation days that they've never even used? And we pride ourselves in it. We're like, I've never taken a vacation day. And you're like, you should take a vacation day because you look like you are going crazy, you know? Um, and so... But I do think it comes back to how do you view God? Think about that. How do I view God? Do I think God is impressed that I work all these hours and I never rest? And I need to change that because the fact is God wants me to rest. When you go to rest, God goes to work. I'm not saying be lazy. Um, I'm just saying like have a pace where when you come home, you're able to fully enjoy you know, rest, time away from work. Um, understanding who God is. Thirdly, I think it's a misplaced identity. What distracts me? What keeps me from enjoying a healthy, balanced life? It's my own identity. It's not even God. It's not even Pharaoh. 
is I don't feel good enough unless I am working because my identity is wrapped up in my job. Um, and I want to tell you today, you are not your job. Just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that that's who you are. You're a child of God first. Um, just because you're a banker, just because you're a businessman, a business girl, just because you're a student in college, just because you're a blogger, just because you're an editor, just because you're a designer, just because you work with youth, uh, whatever your title is, that's your title, but that's not who you are. And so many people, they've wrapped their identity in their title, and so they feel like as long as I'm doing my title, I feel good about myself, but if I take a break, if I go five days on a vacation, I got to get back fast because that title is what proves my worth. Um, and I remember growing up in, in my family, my dad was such a hard worker. He rarely took days off. When we went on family vacation, you know, by Friday night, he was ready to get home to preach on the weekends. And when he got sick in his 50s, really sick, like lymphoma, cancer, it just suddenly took, took over his body. One of the first things he said, he brought our family into the hospital room and he like apologized. He wept. He said, I should have taken more vacation time with y'all. I should have rested more. I forced myself to get home by Sunday to preach and I should have taken two weeks with you guys. I should have taken a sabbatical as a pastor. Um, and I remember sitting there like crying and I'm like, no, dad, you have nothing to apologize for. You're amazing. Um, and I think my dad found so much of his calling and his purpose and his passion for life in his position. Um, and it was in his latter years that he was starting to realize, this is not what defines me. Like, I am enough apart from preaching on Sundays I so I can rest on a Sunday. I can let someone else preach on a Sunday. Um, my life doesn't end if my title changes. You know, I remember when my mom, she was in that role as interim senior pastor for five years, and it was a big deal when she stepped out of it and handed it off to me. She said, I know God has a new chapter for me, and my identity is not wrapped up in this title. How many people can't pass off a title to the next generation because they have wrapped their identity into that title? And so they can't even work. I mean, they can't take a break. They don't want to be gone for four weeks because they're afraid that title defines their value, their worth. And again, um, okay, here's a good point. In the movie Chariots of Fire, it's an old movie, um, but just go with me there. In the movie Chariots of Fire, it came out like in the 80s. It's a, it's a true story about this man named Eric Little. And the whole point of the movie was like as it got to the end was he refused to run on the Sabbath. He honored the Sabbath so much that he was like an Olympic runner and the Olympics were happening on a Sunday and he said, I will not run on my Sabbath. He was like set. That is the day I rest. That's the day I seek God. That's the day I just enjoy um, being who God's made me to be. And being a runner does not define my worth and my value. So if that's the only day you're going to do it on, then count me out. Like that's how sold out he was to his identity being in Christ. His identity was not in being in the Olympics. It was not, and that was the biggest race of his life. Like he was missing the race of his life because he was convinced my identity is in Christ. It's not in my title. It's not in being a runner. Um, and I think so many of us were running on our Sabbath and we're not doing what Eric did. We're like, this is me. This is my value. This is my worth. We've got to come back to knowing who we are in Christ so that we can rest and live at a healthy balance. So 
How do we do it? How do we get to a healthy balance? I talked to you about three distractions. I talked to you about answering to Pharaoh, misunderstanding of God, misplaced identity. How do we get to a place of working and then resting? Working and resting. Working and trusting. Um, here's Before I tell you the two ways that we're going to do it, a quick story. I was told a year after my father passed that I would become the pastor of victory. I knew I was called to do it. God spoke it to me the night my dad passed away. God dropped a vision in my heart. You're going to pastor this church. You're going to oversee and minister and lead these people um, into the next season that I have for them. But no one else told me except God. So I had that vision in my heart. I didn't tell anyone. You know, I had learned the lesson from Joseph. Don't tell your siblings. Don't get sold to Egypt. So I didn't tell anyone. I just kept it to me and my wife. And um, so then like a year goes by, my mom and the board members come to me. They say, hey, we've been praying and we feel like it's time for you to know that your dad actually told us that you would step in one day as pastor. My dad never told me that, but he told them. And they had been keeping it from me for a year since my father had passed. So they finally tell me, they said, but not yet. We just want you to know so you could start getting ready. Um, it's going to be maybe five, 10, 15 years, maybe three years. We'll see. And I remember like that feeling, maybe you know this, when you know something's going to happen, like when you know Christmas is coming or you know you're about to get your driver's license or you know you're about to graduate college, you have these, um, you have these like dates in your mind. You're like, this is coming. I know it's coming and I can't wait for that next season. It almost causes you to check out of the current season because you're like, the senioritis. I can't wait to be done with this. I can't wait to finish this. I can't wait to get my driver's license. I can't wait to get married, to have children. And so I felt like God was like causing me to like, you know, come back and truly enjoy where I was and make the most of it and live at a balance and a pace that I wasn't trying to force or manipulate or push the next season before it was time. And David said this in Psalms. He said, Lord, my times are in your hands. In other words, my calendar, my set dates, my opportunities, my next season, um, what you have next for me, it's in your hands. It's not in my hands, so I'm gonna work hard, but I'm gonna trust that you will promote me in due time. You will lead me into the next chapter in due time. And in the meantime, I'm gonna learn to rest, trust, and put in the right amount of work that I need to put in in order to see the victory happened. So here's two things that I believe will help you and me live at a healthy balance. Number one, faith. And number two, patience. And some of y'all are like, oh, that's easy. I was looking for something super deep and super, you know. Uh, but listen, it, it's, it's the simple stuff that helps us live the leadership life God's called us to live. Faith and patience. Hebrews 6 verse 12 says, by faith and patience, they inherited the promises of God. I'm not talking about faith in yourself. I'm not talking about faith in your promises. I'm talking about faith in the one who promised. So when I have faith in God, then I'm not working for man. I'm not working for me. I'm not working for a due date. I'm not working for, I, I'm gonna put in my best effort, but I have faith that God's the one that's gonna promote me. God's the one that's gonna lead me into my next season. God's the one who's in charge of my financial you know, um, increase that my faith is not in my employer, my faith is not in my father, my faith is not in the approval of man, my faith is in God. And then by patience, Hebrews 6.12 says, patience is what led them into the promised land. So most of the times, you can't even speed up the next season of your life. No matter how hard you work, no matter what you say or do, you could deceive, you can manipulate, you can do all the wrong stuff, cut corners, 
But what will happen is you'll end up backtracking. You'll go through all these detours, or even if you get to that you know, next level, that next stage sooner than you should, you're going to be lacking the character you need once you step in. So the bottom line is this, live a life of balance, live a life of grace, enjoy where you're at, like tell yourself, I am good today, I'm enough today, that next season is not what defines my happiness, that next promotion, that next title, that next paycheck is not what determines my value, my worth, I'm not working for a paycheck, I'm not working for a bonus, I'm not working for a promotion, I'm not working for a well done from my friends or my dad or my mom or all these people. I'm going to work hard, but I'm going to trust God that he's got my back, my faith is in him, and I'm patiently pacing my life in a, in a way that I'm not trying to exhaust myself on this journey of life so that one day I can finally say, I've reached there. There is here. It's right here. Like, it's now. There is happening right now. You were waiting for where you are today 10 years ago. You were praying for it that you would finally be in this spot that you're in. And you're missing it because now you're thinking about a future date, a future date, a future time. Just say, Lord, my times are in your hands, so I'm gonna live at a pace of grace. Let me just um, end this episode with one last thought. I meet a lot of people um, in our church and even pastors out there who are not happy and like constantly wishing that they were some, somewhere further along in their ministry, that they had more money, um, not just pastors, business people, you know, just everyday people. I wish I had more followers. I wish I had more subscribers. I wish I had more fame. I wish I had more money. I wish we had kids by now. I wish I was married by now. I wish I had a house by now. I wish I had a better car. I wish my ministry was bigger. All of these, you know, wishes. And I feel bad because I'm in a season where I'm like, man, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm content. And I can honestly say that. Like, no faking. Like, I'm genuinely happy. There were seasons in my past, I mean, even like a year ago, where I was in my own little comparison trap in my mind, and it was robbing me of my own joy, and I had to just like kill that, stop that, because no, like even if I beat somebody, or I'm better than somebody, or something gets bigger, or whatever, than somebody else's, like that's not going to cure my happiness. Getting the well done from your dad, earthly father, is not going to cure your contentment, because you'll always be looking for it from somebody else. There will be somebody else that's working harder than you, that's going further than you. You've got to learn to be content where you are. You've got to live at a healthy pace. So I told myself like a year ago, I was like, you know what? The only person I need to beat is me from yesterday. Um, and I also don't beat me from yesterday by like self-hating my, you know, self-loathing, never taking a day off, never resting, never taking a vacation. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a healthy life. I'm going to go on a vacation. I'm going to take a Sabbath. I'm going to rest. I'm going on, when I'm at home with my wife and kids, I'm going to enjoy a movie with my phone off. Um, I, you know, I'm going to use a day to not even think about the ministry where I just go out and like go on a bike ride, go on a run. Um, you know, I like to work in the yard. I like trees and gardening. And so um, for me, it's been the healthiest thing, man. Like my soul, my mind, my body, I just feel so much healthier. What is it for you? My challenge for you is don't live every single day 24-7 where you cannot take a rest because God has called you to lead at a healthier place and a healthy leader is a leader who has rest, who has balance, who's imitating God. And if God took a day off, 
you can take a day off. Like a great leader is not someone who is constantly driving. That's what Pharaoh did. He was always driving, always slaving, always working, causing everyone else. Don't be like that. Like take time to rest. Take, pace yourself. Enjoy the journey. Smell the roses. Life is good. Life is beautiful. Uh, wherever you're at right now, just look outside. You know, if it's dark or if it's rainy, uh, if it's cold, just remind yourself like, I am good enough today because I'm a child of God. And so I'm going to pace my life and I'm going to have faith and patience to trust that my times are in God's hands and I'm not going to live constantly distracted, multitasking everywhere I am that I miss the moments that are right in front of me. All right, much love. God bless you. Tune back in for a future Learning to Lead podcast.